Hey guys, I'm Ezriella, a warlock on the Earthen Ring server. You're about to listen to Flashcast number 9 of the Lorecast, a podcast that talks about lore and roleplay in the world of Warcraft. Be sure to visit www.lorecast.org and visit their Twitter and Facebook at twitter.com slash erlorecast and facebook.com slash thelorecast. Death to the Legion! To see you again. Pull up a chair by the hearth. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Lorecast. I'm Ari, one of your co-hosts, and the other guy on the other side is Kanta. I'm Kanta. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. So this is Flashcast 9. We're going to focus on what's inside your order class halls. But because there are a lot of classes, we're only going to focus on half of them today and the other half in Flashcast 10. That is right. So before we get into that, I would like to actually bring up our previous two episodes to the podcast where we actually talked a lot about Jaina Proudmore, as well as talking a little bit about the cinematics that we saw for this expansion so far. So if you haven't listened to the two previous podcasts, I highly suggest that that you do that immediately. They are really good episodes, and I think you'll highly enjoy them. We really wanted to focus on Jaina, the first one, part one, which is Flashcast 7. We focused on her background, her personality, and her relationships with others, both platonic and romantic. And in the second half, we really just talked about recent events and how she's changed and what seems to be kind of happening for her. Keep in mind, right now, Jaina is missing. She pretty much left in a huff right after a bit of a run-in with Cadgar in the Council of Six. She's not so, too happy. Oh, no. She's incredibly no. unhappy. She kind of had the you'll be sorry moment as she walked out the door. We don't know how she's going to reappear. Whether it's hero or villain, I guess we'll see in the future, right? Yes. So, I mean, what if she ends up being... My, my suggestion is she shows up at the least opportune moment flanking the Horde. Oh, geez. That wouldn't be good at all. Yeah, she just charges right into them it would be awful but she could do something like that so we'll have to see yeah but for now we move on and we actually have a really cool segment in which we're actually going to talk a little bit about the class order halls and we're not going to go too much into detail a lot of the stuff that you can actually find is right on wowpedia you can look them up yourselves or even if you're part of that class hall you have the experience of looking into the class yourself so we're just going to be talking about a little bit of it today a lot of actually like Maybe maybe some hidden Easter eggs, maybe something you didn't know about certain NPCs in the class hall. But regardless, we're going to do about, what is it, three each today? Yeah, three each today. And just as Kanta said, we're going to focus on one or two things each and just something that isn't readily obvious when you're in the game. Something that you just might not know about the order hall itself or the NPCs who were there. Mm-hmm. So do you want to kick it off or shall I? Oh, okay. Well, I, I introduced. So how about we let you kick it off and we'll okay. let you talk about your favorite class, Hunters. Monk? What? What? Kate has been playing a hunter for 12 years. He keeps telling us this. Nonsense. <laughs> Alrighty. Well, tell us about your hunter class hall. All right. So the hunter class hall is actually represented by the Unseen Path. And the location is in High Mountain and it's called the True Shot Lodge, actually. Go figure. It would be called True Shot Lodge. Um, so it can't be the... Misdirection Lodge. Oh, I wish it was Lodge. Misdirection Lodge or the Fane Death Club. 
Okay. Honestly, I think it would be better that way. Next podcast, alternate rejected names for class <laughs> That's what it should have been, honestly. The Fane Death Club? Yeah, honestly. But anyways. You can start one. That's true, actually. I could leave Templars and make a new guild called the Fane Death Club. No one would want a PvP with you. I think no it would one. be the best PvP guild ever. We'd have to be a PvP guild. <laughs> of just hunters. Yes, exactly. Okay, we already did our thing. We totally just veered right off the path. That's what we do. That's what we do best. That's true. But, well, track yourself back onto the path there, hunter. Ah, I'd rather misdirect hunter. away. Disengage. <laughs> Anyways, so one of the cool things about the class hall is actually an NPC. And if you read Shadows of the Horde, you actually may recognize him. His name is Terathin Court, and he's a human hunter. He makes an appearance in Shadows of the Horde by actually showing up as one of the injured soldiers that was taken in by the monks and uh, forces of Pandaria. Um, so him and Vulgin actually healing at this monk's sanctum actually become close friends and allies over the course of time. One of the first appearances we see of Tirith in court in game is Vulgin's funeral. He's off to the side in the rocks, actually watching and mourning from afar. And if you interact with him as a horde character, he asks you not to stir any trouble that he's just here to mourn a life or the death of an old friend. Um, again, he makes an appearance in the class order hall for True Shot Lodge, where he actually, you could speak with him and ask him like, hey, you know, what's going on? He's like, I'm mourning the loss of an old friend still, but I'm here to do my best and help out as much as I can. So he kind of leaves that Easter egg without really saying who it is for the most part. Um, I think that's really cool. I think Terathin Core is a really cool character, and uh, it goes into a lot of detail about his backstory in uh, Shadows of Horde that you wouldn't know otherwise unless you looked it up on Wildpedia or read the book. Um. One of the other things about the True Shot Lodge is actually a Blood Elf NPC that has the title of a Death Hunter. And he actually just really likes Dark Rangers and wishes he could be one, isn't infatuated with one that's walking around the True Shot Lodge as well. He sells black roses. Go figure. Oh, that's so cute. Is he trying to maybe... <laughs> He's trying to court her. Oh, well, good luck to the so, guy. He goes and asks you to talk to her, but unfortunately there's no really special interaction with him or her after that first time. You know, that kind of reminds me of the garrisons whenever there were two NPCs that kind of were asking about each other to you. Oh, you mean the... the I cannot remember their names. The architect so and then uh, Thorn? Yeah. Yeah. I think I don't, maybe those, those were their names, but yeah, they, they, they had crushes on each other and they kind of were doing the whole, hey, I so so said anything about me? There, there's a sad end to that if you did all the Garrison Hall Oh, stuff. I actually did not. Oh, um, wow. He dies. That's terrible. He gets killed. She stays in Worgen for him, and she actually has the rose he gave her on his desk before he died. It's just one. Well, again, this is the world of Warcraft. This is not the world of Lovecraft. Yeah. Well, the Lovecraft so. world well, is Well, the wrong up. Lovecraft. Oops, I swore. <laughs> <laughs> Bad, Kanta. You're going to have to bleep yourself. I'm going to have to murloc myself. So this, this NPC that you just talked about is just yet another example of an NPC that was in the books but appears in the game. There mm-hmm. have been so many examples of this. Yes. Not all of them in the class halls. A lot of them appear in questing. And as someone who's read a lot of the books and comics, not all because there's just so much. I'm always, always catching up. I'm almost there. Yeah, I'll race you. I think you'll beat me. But it's, it's really, really fun to find these characters that you've read about in books in the game. There's a lot of good stuff. But uh, moved along, we actually yeah. have Ari's favorite class hall next 
Yeah, um, my favorite class is Paladin. I rolled it back in vanilla and never really went back. So the Paladin Order Hall is the Sanctum of Light. It's beneath Light's Hope Chapel in the Eastern Plaguelands. Its affiliation is the Silver Hand, and the title, once you complete it, is High Lord. You take Tyrion Fordring's title, because, well, he obviously met a very bitter end at the beginning of Legion. He died. He, he did die. <laughs> we were allowed to, I think it's been long enough that we can talk about this stuff now. Yeah. But we're not going to talk about Fordring. We're actually going to talk about one of the statues that are inside the hall. There are a lot of them. And if you walk up to them, you can see a little plaque and right-click and read a little bit about them. Unsurprisingly, Tyrion Forgering now has a statue, and also Uther the Lightbringer, other prolific paladins. But there are a couple lesser-known ones, and one of which is very fun. Lady Mara Fordragon, she's located towards the very end of the hallway towards the right. Her plaque says, High Clearest of Stormwind, patron of the refugees who fled to Lordaeron after the First War. She was the bright mother of our future. May she rest in the light. But a couple of things to note. The Silverhand Watch actually wasn't founded until the Second War. So for her to get her own statue here really means something. Either she was ordained later in the Order or maybe is considered an honorary member. Sort of a proto-paladin, I heard some people describe her. Um, they were clerics before the Silverhand, people who were a little more than priests but still weren't as armored as paladins. And those were the people that founded the Silverhand. They donned that armor. They went on the front lines to be those holy warriors and... It may be that because of what she did to the refu- with the refugees in the First War, they're honoring her in that way. Also, her statue is also inside Stormwind City, inside the Royal Gallery of Stormwind Keep. So she's actually in two different places. She's been in the game for a little while as a statue. Um, finally, her surname is Fordragon, but I couldn't find any confirmation of whether or not she actually is related to Bolthar in any way or form. But Fordragon could also be, just be the smith of human last names. Well, I mean, I think it's safe to say, since Bolvar is from Stormwind himself, it could be related that he's either sister or husband to this four dragon. That's definitely possible. I mean, they came from the same area, so they could be sisters, brother and sisters, rather. Family, wife, lovers. It could be anything. So it's not confirmed exactly whether or not they were related. But I found that really interesting that she's in two different places in the game and that technically, as far as timeline goes, she could not have been a paladin unless she survived the First War and became part of the Silver Hand later on. That's really cool. I like that. That's a cool little thing. (laughs) Yep. So go around, read the rest of the plaques. There are plenty of other people. Lena Stormpike and a couple other really fun NPCs are on there. So just check them out. Awesome. That is really cool. I need to check out the Paladin class order hall still. I need to start leveling my Paladin. Oh, it's so fun. Oh, by the way, that. Um, that reminds me, every single order hall, this goes for questing in Legion as well, but there are, what we'll say, hidden buffs spread throughout your class order halls. I heard and about that. Yes. These things, so they're kind of like quest items, where normally quest items have a nice little glowing outline, and you know what they are, and you can just pick them up. These don't have glowing outlines unless you mouse over them. That's really cool. I love yes. those kind of Easter eggs. Yeah, so walk around your hall, check out everything. In the class order hall, it's the books that are on tables. In other places, just look, just keep mousing over, and you'll find, you'll just right-click, pick it up, and in, uh, the Paladin one is I can see undead on my mini-map. I think that's one of the really cool additions that uh, Blizzard has always done with the game is with the books, and just in general, I mean, any type of book in Warcraft, because that they make interactable either has a little achievement or story linked to it. I think that's really cool. But yeah, 
Moving on. <laughs> well, it's your turn. I believe you're going to talk about Death Knights. I am. Believe it or not, I have a lot of classes at level 100, but I haven't gotten to the order halls yet. So, from what I know about Acherus, um, the title is Death Lord because you actually take place over Darien, believe it or not. There's a huge endgame quest for Death Knights I won't get too much involved into because it actually relates somewhat to the Paladin one. So I won't go into too much with that for Ari. The tradition uh, of Paladins and Death Knights actually working together after Wrath continues. Yes. So, well, I wouldn't quite call it working together, but you'll oh, see. Is it a rivalry? You'll. I will let you find out in the future. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know I'm if you'll see it as a campaign. Paladin, but you will see it as a Death Knight. Currently, um, I'm actually working with the priests. Hmm? Uh, right now, right now in my paladin campaign, I'm working with the priests. Okay. But I'll yeah. hold off on all that later. We're going to do priests actually in part two of this podcast. Awesome. So yeah, going into Death Knights, you, your glass order hall is Acherus, which has moved along with Dalaran to uh, the Broken Isles. And um, your title is Death Lord, as I said. And one of the cool things about uh, Acherus now that wasn't in it previously is a lot of NPCs that you actually have fought previously uh acting as scourge uh instructor resuvius um baron rivendare and a few others as well which is interesting to see that they actually flipped or have actually simply allied with you for this for the sake that uh bolvar four dragon the current lich king is kind of closely interacting with the death knights of acarus now he's actually talking to us again he is, and he actually helps you get your artifact weapons as well, including the one that is actually forged from the pieces of the Frostmourne. Um, one of the other cool things, and actually kind of sick and twisted things about Acherus, is a druid, a scenarius, uh, a scenarian circle druid that has ended up wound there, captured by Scourge, and has wound up there now, is used as kind of a, a uh, I would say target dummy in a sense for the whole unholy Death Knight thing, that unholy can kind of fight through the restoration spells which sucks for that druid so he's pretty much a walking experiment right now the poor guy he has pretty the worst much. job in the yeah. world and he's in trent form too he or she is in trent form so we have no idea of who they are really no just scenario and druid a scenario and circle druid um that's pretty much i know too about the uh order hall right now aside from the end game quest and uh the campaign that you actually go through which i won't go into too much spoiler but uh yeah, it's. I think it's pretty awesome. I I like the addition of the NPCs, and uh, I think that's a really cool little touch that they actually brought in some former Scourge NPCs that we actually thought were dead. Baron Rivendare has switched positions twice and already f switched factions once. We need to talk to this guy about cheating death. Yeah. No, I was super amused when I found out Baron Rivendare has made yet another appearance. This is his third time he's been what we'll call reassigned. Yeah, initially Stratholm. Then moving on to Naxxramas and now Acherus. So. so, how will okay? As somebody who used to run forty-five minute runs of Stratholme, that guy's a jerk. As someone who you know, I didn't raid in Wrath. Um, that was just one of the one of the expansions where I didn't actively raid in, so I didn't get to see him in that version of Naxxramas. But I've killed this guy so many times. <laughs> yeah. Why doesn't he stay dead? He's he was dead in the first place. We just yeah. made him more dead. Yeah, but uh, moving along, we got your next class order, Ari. Druid. So I play a druid as well, and I will actually start leveling her very shortly. I've been focusing so much on world quests and powering up my artifact weapon for raiding. But 
The Druid Order Hall is called the Dream Glove. Dream Glove. The Dream Grove. The Dream Grove. <laughs> the Dream Grove. And as you can guess, it is affiliated with the Emerald Dream, or at least as closely as they can get to it, meaning that they're in Velshara, a part of Velshara that's not covered in the Nightmare. By the way, previous podcast, go to Velshara, complete it, watch the cinematic. So cool. So good. Incredible. This is a cleared section of Velshara. You kind of clear it out yourself. Not to go into that campaign class quest, though, because we're actually going to talk about a certain NPC that's in there. Zen Kiki. Zen Kiki, my homeboy. He is a fan favorite. Now, some of you might recognize him back from Cataclysm content when he was introduced in the Western Plaguelands. He was part of the Scenarian Circle, and you kind of have to quest with the guy, and you realize very quickly that he's kind of the butt of the joke of the NPCs that kind of send him out on you. Joke going on. Oh man, he is—he's wonderful, always willing to help, but he's not particularly helpful. (laughs) My favorite line of his is, "It burns like the moon." He moonfire spams himself while he's a lion seal, I think. Like, I just remember him flapping on the ground. Just <laughs> the memory. So he, he's really fun. If you haven't quested in Western Planglands, please do. Be with this guy. You will not regret it. He is a hoot. He also appears in Warlords of Draenor in the garrison. So some of you might only recognize him from that as your first impression. I'm sure he made a great impression, too. But Zenkiki stays true to form in Legion. Don't worry, Zenkiki, still Zenkiki. Uh, Zenkiki, when Malfurion declares the hero player um, the Archdruid, because that's the title that you get, all the druids that are gathering and celebrating, they shift into animal forms, bears, cats, trees, etc. Well, Zenkiki shifts into a lion seal. It's not the first time he's did so on land, but watch for that. There he is, Zenkiki doing his thing. I hope that we see just a little bit more. And one thing, and this is something that I, I found a comment on, I'm going to try to find confirmation, he appears to maybe be your housekeeper <laughs> he's in the presumed house of the archdruid your player character in the dream grove i just imagine the hijinks of having that guy you know you, wake you up every morning for breakfast did you mention what the title was archdruid archdruid of course yes, it would be I did. it would be that <laughs> oh yeah it, it, really what else could it be this is really neat by the way to get these titles in the game i'm not going to be using hylor that seems super awkward to me my favorite title for paladins is Justicar. Justicar. And you, you tend to prefer, let's see, I've seen you use a couple titles over the years. Slayer of Cinderai. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> no, I uh, I use Guardian of Cenarius right now, because that fits for Kanta being a druid and hunter. And Kanta in character spending a lot of time in Velshara. Oh yeah, absolutely, not right now. Um, uh, do we have anything else for druid right now? No, that's that's pretty much it. It was really just to talk about Zen Kinky, that fan favorite. So glad he's back and he's been introduced yet again. That is very cool. Yes, so players who have been taking a break since Wrath or Burning Crusade or just didn't see him will get introduced to the glory that is Zenkiki. Yeah. Oh, he's a troll, by the way. Oh, yeah. It wasn't given away by his name. He's actually, when I first made my druid, Ari may recall this, I actually started my druid off as a troll druid the first day that that was made available. And I leveled my druid from 1 to about 58 within 16 hours. I remember that. I would log in and you would be about 20 levels higher than I last remembered you. Yep. Uh, And over time, just because I wasn't as active on Horde side, I decided to make my troll druid into a night elf druid, but... Zen Kiki was a big inspiration on why I actually did all that. So, Although your character wasn't quite like Zen Kiki. He tried. 
he 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 uh <laughs> he put on the you know the the horns the antlers that you get as a druid as an item piece yeah he would claim that they were his like they he grew him and they would be like taped to his head he grew them just like night elves often do yeah absolutely that's actually a really interesting question that i mean taran already have antlers so they're pretty set the high mountain taran are blessed with different sets of antlers for reasons that are revealed in the quests that i Mm -hmm. won't say here just in case maybe we can talk about that later but do trolls grow anything like that no not at all Morgan would not either. Could you imagine a wolf with antlers? That would be uh, one of those weird uh, jackrabbit. Maybe um, look like a wolpertinger. Yeah, what's that name of that weird creature that has horns and looks like a rabbit in actual life? Not wolpertinger, because that's Warcraft. Is that a... Uh, jackrabbit? Something um, like that. I don't remember. I am not... But it's actually a fungus, to my understanding. There you go. Random Ooh. trivia for the day weird anyways moving on to the next class hall i decided to pick monk because i like to hit stuff with my hands so the order of the broken temple the affiliation that takes place on the temple of five dawns uh you actually take up the title of the grandmaster which kind of spoils what happened in a similar manner where Tyrion fordring dies and leaves you to become the high lord the Grandmaster actually dies as well on the Burning Legion attacking the Peak, the Peak of Serenity. Um, so you actually take the place of the Grandmaster. And one of the cool things about uh, the Order of the Broken Temple, Peak of Serenity, and Temple of Five Dawns is you actually see G and Asa, if you remember them previously as the faction leaders for the Pandaren. Uh, on either side, G for G Firepaw for Horde, Ace the Cloud Singer for Alliance. So they're there, they're friends again after the whole events of Cedra Orgamar. And actually, you see a lot of Storm Stouts. You have Chan, you have Lili, I believe there's Chan Po, and she's, I'm gonna mispronounce the hell out of this name, Shisai. Shisi, I don't know. We can ask look. Sigmar, he's a, he's a guild and he actually studies. He Chinese studies history. Pandaren. Historia. No, he does not study Pandaria. <laughs> Although he rolled a monk the moment that those things were available. Of course he did. Um, but, I mean, I don't know too much about the monk stuff. Unfortunately, there's really not too much that I've encountered yet, having only rolled the hunter for the 110 content. I do plan on checking out both monk and death knight, as well as all the other order halls and artifacts in the future. But I'm really excited to see Asa and G uh, being friends again and working together again. Yeah, it's really nice to see them come together. Just like Baron Rivendare is joining. <laughs> I have to bring that guy up. He Freaking did not drop my Lightforge pants. I still hold on to that, by the way. <laughs> Anyways, just like Baron Rivendare shows up to assist the, the Death Knights and Acherus, the desperate parts of Desperate? Desperate? Desperate. I'm, I, I know how it's spelled. I'm just, I'm just tripping on how it's pronounced right now. Desperate? Well, separate, the separate parts of these orders are coming together under one banner. And the same thing's happening in the Monk Order Hall. Yeah. You have to. The world's about to end. Exactly. It doesn't matter at this point what kind of reservations you have. People are just starting to work together. Which is, <laughs> by the way, what makes Jaina Proudmore's story super interesting because she hasn't yet had her pound of flesh over Theramore being bombed. Mm-hmm. Okay. Another little plug for Jaina. I know she's going to be something. I hope that she's a big reveal. They they really are pushing that to be a big payoff. I hope Alrighty. so as well. I got the Warlock Order Hall. 
You ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay, so this is actually our final one. Let me check. Yep, this is our final one. Okay, so the Warlock Order Hall, I play a Destro Warlock. So fun. I will be leveling her through content as well. It is called the Dreadscar Rift. Your title will be Overlord. Overlord? Overlord. Really? Mm-hmm. Over- Overlord of Demon Butt. Well, you also take the title of the previous Overlord, which was technically a Pit Lord, and you totally kill him and then use his heart it's like strung up right there inside the actual class order hall to power the artifacts that you have that's actually really cool really yeah, like warlocky too battery. but that, that's just smaller stuff um so yeah i'm gonna get a little more of the smaller stuff out of the way all class halls have training dummies but the dreadscar rift actually has demons oh i remember reading about this yeah the demons that don't pledge to serve you the overlord you the player character they basically become target practice <laughs> i love that it's very warlockian just like the 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 you know the the battery heart that's basically powering your artifacts demons as target practice perfect but to get into more of the lore stuff the actual affiliation of the warlock order hall is the black harvest this is a lesser known order um so the council of the black harvest is actually the warlock version of the what the well-known or the more known council of six so the council of six we talked about it previously because jaina was part of it up until a vote went the way she didn't like and she walked out the council of six is a collection of the six most powerful mages in Azeroth. They also tend to be the mages that power and create the Guardian of Tearsfall. Now, we don't quite have the Warlock version of a Guardian of Tearsfall, but it kind of gives you an idea of what the Council of the Black Harvest is. It's also six people, six of the most powerful Warlocks in Azeroth. But going along the lines with what tends to happen with Warlocks, one of them had a fall. The founder actually had a fall. So people who have done the Warlock Greenfire quest will recognize him. His name is Kenrathad Ebenlock. He founded the Black Harvest after the fall of Deathwing. He is the final boss of the Greenfire quest, and boy, is he a pain in the butt. Yes, he is. Yep. Well, at the end of that, slight spoiler for that quest, he's basically banished, and now he's in perpetual banishment in the Outland version of Shadowmoon Valley, and his jailer is Jubeka Shadowbreaker of Forsaken. She is one of the people, one of the, um, one of the six, the current six, of the Black Harvest. You replace... Kenrathod's Ebonlock's place on the council. So he's just going to be there forever. Maybe since he's not technically dead, one day he'll come back. It's a really fun quest, by the way. If you cannot do it, I recommend that you watch videos. It just dumps so much warlock lore at you. It's fantastic. That actually sums up what I had for the warlocks. I think warlocks are a really cool class hall overall, especially with the stuff that they are doing with the Black Harvest. It's good to see that stuff coming back again, um, considering that we only had a brief introduction for the Green Fire Quest, so it's really awesome to see them back. Exactly. And from what I know, this is kind of a minor spoiler, but the Scepter of Sargeras questline for warlocks uh, is probably one of the most important artifact quest in the game um if i recall you actually saved the world by stealing the scepter of sargeras oh interesting yeah Yeah, well it does have the word sargeras in the name makes you wonder exactly what kind of powers it possesses or what calamities you stop um goldan from basically opening up further floodgates from argus by stealing the scepter of sargeras he trusts you and you steal that away so you basically go yoink and you run away. Absolutely. 
So well, that actually ties up everything that we wanted to talk about with all the Legion Halls. I guess we wanted to briefly touch on Suramar, just because this is something that we've reached now in terms of, I, I won't call end game content. That's not the word for it. More like level cap content. And then he goes silent. <laughs> um. Suramar, it is the a city. Okay, well, of course it's a city. Really quick thing about Suramar, and this is we'll we'll probably just end with this. Okay, it's fun. Do it. There are a lot oh, of I love worldly. Suramar. Oh my gosh, there are a lot of worldly quests associated with it. Um, it's probably one of the most detailed cities ever rendered in this game. I can't think of anything. It has handled to this. It's like ten Dalarans. What's funny too, it has a lot of Assassin's Creed references too. If you've been in there at all, at, uh, at all yet, and looking around, there's a lot of. Uh, patrol quest that you have to do where you actually have to follow people and stay a distance away um and there's actually baskets where if you get caught and your disguise falls off you could jump into and everyone leaves you alone your yes. aggro drops it's so very assassin's creed like i see a fun little social thing happening in Suramar right now where people whom are disguised when they're walking around in a fellow disguisee ends up dropping their glamour and they get chased <laughs> everyone kind of Stops and watches, like, you know, rip, rest in peace. <laughs> here, here goes Bob, you know, kind of moment right there. I just think it's funny because you can reveal yourself as well. And I've seen people help each other out too, but I've seen the other phenomenon of everyone just turning and watching the train wreck as somebody <laughs> runs towards the nearest basket or just dies trying. <laughs> I think I've seen that once so far. Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's it's very funny. I do try to help. I need to complete my prot paladin artifact quest because I will survive anything including that city. Oh, I've died so many times because something will drop my uh, disguise and I'll just have to run like a chicken without a head. Exactly. Yeah, normally it's not just one guard that's the problem. It's whenever they're clustered together and you kind of bounce between the the detection circles. <laughs> it's normally when the problem starts. Oh. But right now we're, we're kind of, we're the outlander founding a rebellion to take back the city. Yep. Uh, the out. The original founder to the rebellion is actually the one from the Suramar base comic that is betrayed by one of her own people when she's attempting to stop the Grand Magistrix. Yeah, looks like she's not done yet. She survived the not only the basically the assassination attempt, yep. but she also survived the wilds of Suramar. She survived the mana starvation. Yeah, she, she she's barely hanging on. One of the quests you actually do for her is every now and then you'll have to give her 50 or 100 ancient mana to keep her sated yes if she's if she's your quest npc and you're either trying to pick up a quest or turn in a quest and she's currently starved they all have basically mana bars scurvy. in a different way yeah they have mana scurvy yeah so <laughs> mana scurvy that's not what it's actually called by the way i think it's a better name for it it's a red bar that's inside the quest pane whenever you talk to them and you yes you have to give them ancient mana in order to talk to them and not only that a nice thing if you actually look at the models themselves they kind of are hunched over scratching their arms much like a real addict would do yeah we should almost just do a podcast just about the Nightborn itself and the Suramar. but this is this is the current content that a lot of people are focusing on and there's a raid coming up yeah, and there's actually a cinematic for Suramar as well, and if you haven't checked it out yet, I highly suggest it. You kind of see the, some of the events of the comic take place, and you find out the history of Suramar and its city. Exactly. So Kanta, by the way, um, did the summary of that comic. I'll provide a link in the actual page for the Flashcast 9 um, on our site. So go check that out. And yeah, it turns out she did come back. She wasn't 
that that was not the end of her. What, what's her name? It, I, I Thalrissa. Thalrissa. Thank you. I always do like Thalrissa. Or... So Thalrissa is back and her will to keep this rebellion going is iron. She's pretty awesome. I like her. Yeah, really. I mean, she just don't mess with her. She is just bringing all these things together and she's going to rain down chaos yeah. on her city to take it back. And one thing to close out with, in the whole Nightborn and Nightfallen, Shaldurai, and everything that's coming off from there, because we actually find out that with the Nightborn, there's so many ways that the Nightborn and, and Nightfallen have actually succumbed to their needs for mana. So from once Highborn that were in the walls of Suramar had became, become Nightborn due to the uh, Nightwell. And from that has stemmed from mana addiction to them becoming Nightfallen. And there's actually a Night Elf spider mutation as well in Suramar, which... There are so many Night mutation, yes. night Elf mutations, it's unbelievable. Yeah, there's oh. Harpy, Naga, you know, even technically Cinderai and Quelderai are technically mutations and evo- evolutions. So Night Elves have come a long way from their original Dark Troll form. Yes, let's not forget that now. A lot of Night Elves don't like to talk about no, that connection. Don't. I don't even think the trolls like to talk about that connection. I don't think either. So either, that's, not but... really, that's not really a Thanksgiving dinner I'd like to go to. No, not at all. But um, that pretty much wraps everything up this week. That does. So we'll be back with the other six classes. So if your favorite class was not mentioned this week, it'll be mentioned next time. So we're going to start working on those. And I know, I don't know about you, Kanta, but I'm going to start leveling my alts. I, I could have started leveling them. Uh, I have too much go, to do. But, man, yeah, there's just so much to do. I feel I, like I, I this is it. the alt killing expansion because there's just so much endgame content to do before you could really consider yourself ready to level alts. Not only that, but just you, you reveal more lore. Mm-hmm. as you continue to do the end game content. So in addition to just making, you know, getting better gear, I keep finding heroics, quests. Doing mythics. Yes. I, Regardless yes. of where I go. Exploration is rewarded. So go out there and explore. Oh, and here's a fun thing. If you want any of the hidden, this is something I found out because I really wanted the Reinhardt hammer for my paladin artifact. There is a skin for the Holy Paladin Silverhand artifact that looks like the Reinhardt hammer from Overwatch, right? There are a lot of hidden skins like this. So check them out for your quest and see what's there. There are a lot of guides by Wowhead and other places. But I found out one thing. So I'm going to pass on this bit of knowledge. The Reinhardt Hammer skin in beta was a random drop inside Falinar. So if you just killed a bunch of demons in beta, eventually you'd get it. Well, people on Wowhead and Reddit kind of noticed that once the game was released, when you were farming that area, it wasn't dropping. Nobody was reporting a drop. So someone paid to GM about it the gm replied and said well it is in the game how things drop in beta are different from how they would do live it is available but i cannot tell you how to find it wow so a lot of the artifact hidden skins that were in beta will not appear in the game the same way in live maybe not all of them but i I have a feeling they just put it in there to test it and we might have to go exploring or do quests or get a random drop or something to get these hidden skins. So go forth, do worldly quests and explore. Funny enough, two of the hunter um, hidden skins are actually bought. Really? Yeah. The, are they on um, the AH like right now? No, not not in that sense. So the beast mastery one is um, is like a uh, is like a rifle gun. It looks like a 
I'm sorry. It looks like a rifle bow. It looks like a bow, but has like a pistol center to it. And it could be bought from the engineering vendor for, I think, like only 8,000 gold. And uh-huh. the uh, hidden appearance for the marksmanship one is actually when you hit, I think, revered or exalted with a nightfall in, and it looks like a crossbow. Nice. You so, might like that crossbow. No, I hate crossbow models. Okay. No. <laughs> Got that one wrong. <laughs> well, I guess that. I don't know what not to get you for your wow birthday. Uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay, so I got my Lord Challenge. You ready? Yeah, go for it. Okay, Kanta actually didn't know this one when I, I, didn't. I said it to him. All right, ready? Ready. Flashcast 09 Challenge. We do these at the end of every single episode, and how to answer it is go to our site at lorecast.org, check out this Flashcast. It's Flashcast 09. Go to the bottom of the page and reply in the comment section. You can log in via Twitter if needed. It's set up that way because a lot of Warcraft people now have Twitter. And if you get five of these, you get a little prize. So go check it out on our site. Ready? Here it goes. Go for it. What Tauren came to High Mountain's aid in the beta, but the storyline was removed for release? So again, speaking of how things are different in beta and then in live, what Tauren came to High Mountain's aid in the beta, but this storyline was removed for release? I was so excited with this question. I just banged my foot. Oh, what? Are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> He's fine, everybody. He's fine. <laughs> well, that cinches it up. By the way, my cat has been talking throughout the podcast. I don't know if my microphone has picked it up. So is my chair. As you know, I suffer from squeaky chair syndrome. Yes, so we got a squeaky chair and a cat. Being a cat, any cat owners would understand what she's doing right now. Special appearances by squeaky chair and cat. There we go. Guest appearances, squeaky <laughs> chair and cat. Oh, man. But yeah, that wraps up uh, Flashcast Episode 9. Thank you guys so much for listening. And please remember, if you are a big fan of the podcast, please subscribe to us. And also, if you're using iTunes to listen in, do give us a good review. We absolutely love five-star reviews. Let us know how we're doing. You know, give us that five-star gold, baby. There we go. Kanta loves stars. Give Kanta some stars. And also follow us at ERLorecast on Twitter. Yep. Do that. That would be awesome. And Facebook. We also have a Facebook, Tumblr. You know, hit us up on there. Yep. And if you don't know where these things are, all the links are included on our site. Yes, they are. But in the meantime. Lordcast.org. In the meantime, catch us next time. We'll be doing Flashcast episode 10. Look at that. I know. That'll be part two of the class order hall. So get ready. And we're going to do our homework and do some leveling. Sounds good. But yeah, guys, we'll catch you next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name is Kanta. My name is Ari. You guys have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening.